John Scroll, we got some breaking news. In an unprecedented move, the Minnesota legislature's Democrat majority has approved the North Star Promise Program, granting free college tuition to illegal aliens. Eligible individuals must come from households with an income of 80000 or less and enroll in the University of Minnesota or Minnesota State Systems. Critics argue this $117 million taxpayer-funded initiative unfairly benefits illegals over legal residents and citizens, especially those struggling to afford education for their own children. Meanwhile, proponents insist on equal education access for all. Target has been funding a woke group that wants to shut down Mount Rushmore, according to Fox News. The retailer-backed NDM Collective claims that the National Memorial is a symbol of white supremacy. The activists want to give the land of Black Hills where Mount Rushmore is located to the indigenous people. They also say it seeks demilitarization of the U.S. as the country is in the explicit business of taking land away from communities all over the world. New York City health officials unveiled the first free public health vending machine in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. The machines are stocked with things like fentanyl test strips, supplies to snort, smoke, or inject drugs, as well as naloxone, a drug which can reverse overdoses. The machines will not have syringes to get the supplies. The user must enter their New York City zip code. The city's health commissioner says the machines are a practical step in the fight against the overdose crisis. These packages contain heroin, cocaine, and crystal meth that's being handed out on the streets of Vancouver for free. From this tent over here, we are distributing a safe supply of drugs. The points of drugs you will get from the boxes being distributed from that tent have been tested. This means that you are at no risk of overdosing on fentanyl. And we want this model to be legislated so that it can happen all over the place so our friends and family stop dying. Hi folks, Canadian Prepper here. Emergency update on the wildfire front. Many of you are familiar with the smoke that we've been seeing in North America that's predominantly come from here in the West. Those fires have been partly suppressed thanks to rain. Now we have a bigger problem developing here in the East. Massive conflagrations are currently raging in Quebec, sending incredibly toxic levels of smoke down the East Coast. Places like New York and Boston are going to be hit in some cases with toxic levels of smoke that are 25 times higher than what is considered unhealthy. So prepare, guys. It's going to be a long, hot, smoky summer. And there you have it. <laughs> fun. <laughs> All the stuff that's going on in the world, man. Uh, Lots of fun. Wednesday. Hi, people. <laughs> Isn't it great to be alive <laughs> after all that doom and gloom? Jesus. <laughs> well, I don't even know if it's doom and gloom, but I mean, it is a lot of crazy shit that's going on. I mean, let's be honest. Well, um, I support making meth safe. That's yes. good. That's yeah. fucking great. <laughs> Just make the meth safe for everybody. Well, what's great is some of the vending machines ran out of crack pipes overnight. <laughs> oh, man. How could that happen? Like, I, I read the, the story and, and I was like, well, Okay, they ran out of crack pipes. So now what do you do? <laughs> Man, guess, you're out of luck. I guess the idea of simply simply not doing meth is off, off the table now. That's just not something we can consider. Well, I still plan on doing it. I, I, but I guess if the pipes are out of stock, I, I don't know how mm, I'm going to do it. Damn it. So my plans for the evening are out the door. Damn. <laughs>
Oh, what a world we live in, man. Jesus. Free college for immigrants. Yeah. Uh, well. I've decided overnight, um, after reading that story, that my daughter is now Mexican. Yeah. She should identify as Mexican. She identifies as Mexican and will be receiving free college. In fact, let's get her so that she can get the free college. She identifies as a native Juarezian. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Target is in more trouble. Okay. Uh, Target now has been backing, apparently, a, a group that um, is wants to get rid of Mount Rushmore, wants to shut it down. because As Mount, it should Mount, be. Mount Rushmore is a symbol of white supremacy. Yeah. Um, the U.S. needs to demilitarize. Okay. Because the military and the U.S. is taking over land all across the world, and... Um, so Target backs that. Oh, that's that's smart. Target has a target on them at this point. <laughs> I guess if you really want to push away half your audience, you go all in to do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's smoking outside. Um, I don't know. I don't really get out much, but you can see behind me there's a lot of smoke that was taken outside yeah. my front porch today. Well, there's always a lot of smoke here in the strip club, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I actually... Um, it's kind of crazy what's going on with the smoke because you see, um, there's a. There, I was watching Fox earlier and they had a, uh, a smoke cam from Cincinnati. Okay. And man, the downtown in Cincinnati looks really dark. I mean, there's a lot of like really stuff. Yeah, out here I haven't seen a whole lot, but there is an air quality alert. Yeah, I see the air quality alert, but I, I mean, I was outside a little bit ago. I don't see nothing. Looks perfectly nice. I mean, it's a gorgeous day outside. I wouldn't know. It's not. It's, I wanted to do the show from out there. I almost did. But, um, yeah, the, there is an air quality alert for this smoke that apparently is going to be uh, um, heading our way for quite some time. Yeah. Can somebody please wake me up? Everything going on in this country has to be a nightmare. <laughs> well, it's true. I, I don't know. You don't even know where to start with all this stuff anymore. Because it is. It's something totally like I've never seen before. Maybe, you know. I'm, I'm sure there's some older people listening. Maybe it has been this bad, and I never noticed it because, you know, maybe as a kid there was stuff that was going on like this. I mean, was there a time where shit was really going this crazy? And by you know, crazy, I don't mean, I mean, look, I, you know, we've always dealt with wars. We've always dealt mm-hmm. with drugs. We've always dealt with stuff like that. But um, has there ever been a time when um, a minority of people pick one yeah, it's made this much noise to where everything seems to be changing. Where it's okay to read books like we talked about on Monday about swingers parties to kids. Right. Where it's okay to have rainbow things that kids are walking through on their way to school or into school. I mean, being taught stuff that isn't just English and science. They're being taught ideology now. Mm-hmm. There's never been a time where there were vending machines that had crack pipes in them. I think it's I don't think it's as different as you think. I think I think that the topics are different, but I think specifically, I'll point to one specific time that I think was equally bad, Vietnam time. Because if you really look at the Vietnam time, you had the country divided completely in half like you do now. And they were even more willing to show it than we are. The, you know, our lame generation, all we do is post on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Your side is bad. Those guys were out in force shooting each other and, you know, the the government shooting citizens and, 
you know, Watergate, you know, the, the political thing was absolutely corrupted beyond belief. And, you know, even a little before that with anybody that spoke out with a big voice getting gunned down, uh, you know, you had the you had the gas lines in 79, you know, in the in the Jimmy Carter time. So I would say that probably the 70s might have been the closest that you have till now. I think the real difference now is you got 900 news sources. Well, None of them are ask. telling the truth. None of them telling the truth, so it makes it seem worse. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is it is it because we see it more mm-hmm. now? But to me, it, it just seems completely out of whack. It does seem like there is a, a line drawn down the middle of uh, what is right and what is wrong. I mean, I never thought in a billion years you'd hear about vending machines that have crack pipes in them. Now, yeah. the original idea, I think, for these vending machines was to have these Narcan things in them. Um, mm-hmm. So that way, you know, people that overdose could be revived and you know, people could save lives, whatever. Uh, but one, I don't think you should have people just going to vending machines and <laughs> trying to revive people on the streets or well, revive your friend because they overdosed. But we should probably leave that to medical professionals. Yeah. Uh, but I never thought I'd see a day when there were vending machines that had Drugs, legalized drugs. No, not legalized drugs, illegal drugs. Illegal drugs in a legalized vending machine. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 completely just lost. There's no blurring anymore. The line is lost of what is right and what is wrong. You know, clearly you shouldn't be doing meth. Sorry, kids, if that's outrageous, but you really shouldn't be doing meth. It's going to kill you. It's going to make your teeth look like Johnny Depp's. You're just going to fall apart with just, just your, your life is going to be ruined. You're going to spend all your money and then you're going to die. That's just the, the reality of meth use. So glorify to me, the government or government agencies even allowing these vending machines is glorifying bad drug use and that's on the government for looking really shitty right now for not stepping up. But there are places in our country where you can go and legally shoot up. You can legally do these Which shouldn't be legal. You can walk on the streets high. You can fall over. You can pass out in the middle of the road, and, and, and you're okay, and it's legal to do. Well, and There's uh, camps of this stuff going on around our country in liberal cities, and it seems to be, and I know that you know, there, you know, some people that used to be here would probably disagree, but... Um, it seems to be a left-leaning agenda, I- ideology, that's being pushed, that it's okay to act like this. It's okay to take a dump on the streets and, and not get penalized for it. It's okay yeah. to shoot up on a corner or somewhere. It's okay to steal. And I, I don't understand where this comes from. It's not being compassionate to, to people that do drugs or just want to take a shit on the street. It's not being compassionate to those people. It's lack of consequences, dude. You're hurting our country. It's lack of consequences. That's all it is. It's just, you know, you know, I I don't necessarily want to say that, you know, you know, the people that are liberals are fine with people shitting on the street. They're just they just don't want you pointing them out and saying, look at what you're doing. That's bad, because anything, anything right now, you're not allowed to say is bad. You're not allowed to say that Lizzo is fat. You're not allowed right. to say that. You're not allowed to say that drug use, that illegal drug use is bad. You're not allowed to say, hey, homeless guy, pick your shit up and go get a job. You're not allowed because you might hurt their feelings. It's all feeling-based bullshit. That is the biggest problem 
That's that, and that is the left's agenda: is everything is on feelings, not not solutions. Because originally, I thought it was. You know, I understand the immigration stuff. I understand the immigration is basically to buy votes. I understand free college is to buy votes. Uh, But a lot of this other junk that's going on, whether it's these homeless camps, whether it's drug use, whether it's, uh, again, going to the bathroom, wherever you want to go, all that kind of stuff. Those people aren't voting. Uh, So I don't know what you're you're getting that's good out of this. (laughs) Are there people out there that think it's okay to do this? You know what it is? There's people that have relatives that are in that world. That's what it is. And they don't want their relatives persecuted. Because if you hold, if, if you hold, let's just take homeless as an example. If you really push homeless as a, we got to get these fucking people off the streets. If you push to that level, well, where are they going to go? They're going to go back to their families. And let's be honest, most of the families don't want to take them back in. They just don't. Right or wrong, they don't. I understand. I don't know how you clear up that problem. I mean, you see some of these camps that are in, whether it's Portland or L.A. or mm-hmm. uh, people just lining up the, on the streets and lining up in front of businesses, lining up in front of nice hotels, and, and they have you know, tents set up with garbage all over the place. And I don't know how you cure this problem because well, I don't know where you put them. I don't know where you put all these drug addicts and everything else, and I don't know see, what you do with but all the people stealing stuff. But well, stealing's a different one. I'll, I'll go with homeless first. There is a way. If you hold people accountable to end the homeless problem, and that is by simply making them go to work. You got Section 8 housing. You've got all the money in the world that you're wasting on horseshit programs to give them needles and, and you know, all the bullshit. Instead of wasting it there, put up some buildings, put up some apartments and make them work them. Make them work to build them. Make them, make them build the stuff make them go to work in order to be allowed to, you know, you can't just let people, you can't just let people not have any consequence for Again, it goes back to consequences. There's no consequence for the action of choosing to be lazy or choosing to be homeless. And I, I don't know how you force people to work though. I mean, I understand like the, you know, the debt deal, they were saying that there should be requirements for welfare. Like if you are an able-bodied, yeah. um, single person or a guy with no, you know, children, whatever, then you have to work to get some sort of, um, you know, benefits. Dude, but I don't know how you force anybody to do it. I don't know if you're I mean, old enough to remember this or not. I think you are because I think this died away in the 2000s. It's a simple two-word sign that you used to see everywhere in front of stores. No loitering. Remember yeah, those signs? Of course. When's the last time you saw a no loitering sign? Well, because, again, it's about feelings, and you can't yeah. hurt somebody's feelings by saying, get the hell out of here. Yeah. But <laughs> once, you, you know how many problems you would eliminate if you just put up no loitering signs and, and honored them? You know, if people are loitering on the, on the in front of a business, the police come and they move them on. And if they don't move on, you jail them. Simple as that. You jail I mean, them. I, I guess I'm guilty of, of some of this stuff, too, because I know there are no consequences. The other day, I, I went to a restaurant because, you know, we were out uh, running around doing some stuff, and I needed to use a restroom. And I, there was a restaurant, and they had a sign up said restaurant for guests only or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I walked right past the sign. I went in, used the restroom, and then left. Yep. Because 
What are they going to do to me? Yeah, they're not going to do anything. And I there get isn't it. any consequence. There's no consequences for people laying on the side of the road either. Mm-hmm. And, and they should be moved. They not should be. Not only move them to. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Get a bulldozer and just push them out of the way and no. line them up in a park somewhere? I don't want to go downtown Cleveland as it is, much less if there's a park full of homeless people. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. It's not. Look, any solution, and this is just the reality that people refuse to hear. This is on any side. I don't even think this is a political thing. Obviously, one side will fight me more on this than the other, but I think it's a both sides have to deal with it. Any major change you want to make has to hurt. Any change you want to make has to hurt. You know, whether it's whether it's cleaning up the homeless problem, whether it's forcing people to to allow these you know transgender classes in schools. Or whatever these rainbow the the agenda pushing in schools, no matter which side you choose on that, in order to make it actually stick, you gotta hurt a lot of people's feelings, and you gotta you gotta you gotta what is it? You gotta break a lot of eggs. You know, you gotta break a lot of eggs to make the cake. Quite a few Californians are homeless yet work, but can't afford housing because they're insane rent. Then move, move, get the hell out of there. Look, I've always said, if you're homeless, what the hell do you have to do? Nothing. Yeah. Walk. Yeah. Walk somewhere where you can go get somewhere. <laughs> go to another state. You got curl plenty of time to walk. Walk. Yeah. Curl that somewhere. tent up. Yeah. Curl that tent up. Put it on your back and take a little stroll to Arizona. I mean, that's what I always say about people here in Cleveland. They're always saying, well, we got to open up you know, these places to, you know, so they're warm. And Okay. If you're on the street and you're cold, then get out of here. Yeah. Go, go south mm-hmm. where it's warmer. Yeah. You have options. Right, I understand of course. that there's mental problems with people. I understand that people have issues like that, and maybe we should try to take care of that. But maybe there are plenty of people that are homeless because they want to be and they don't want to work. And I'm talking to those people because they do have radios. People talk to Triv all the time that are homeless. Get out. If you're cold, go somewhere warm. Yeah, I agree. If you don't I... have the rent money for California, then get the hell out of there. There's nothing good there anyways. Yeah. What is the part? What is the purpose of staying if you're homeless? You have a good view. I mean, what what, what is the benefit to staying in California? None. There's none except it's holding you back from getting back on your feet and being productive again. But again, we've lost that whole that whole missive of of being productive is lost now. This newest generation does not have the same value system that we did. Where, I, I mean, dude, if you would have told your dad, and I don't know your dad really other than seeing him in the comments now and again, but if you would have told your dad when you were 20 years old, you know what, dad, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> I'm going to hang out. How quick would that backhand have hit you in the head? Yeah, it would have been quick. It would have been pop. No, you're not. You're going to get busy. You're going to go and be productive. You're going to do something with yourself. You're going to make something of yourself. Remember, that that was my dad's thing all the time because I was an out-of-control idiot. I, I'll be the first one to admit it. I mean, I you know, did a lot of drugs, smoked a lot of pot, you know, got in a lot of trouble, got arrested, gotten suspended from school every single year I was in school. 12, 13 years of school, 13 years of suspensions. <laughs> every year I got suspended. But I can remember my dad constantly being on my ass. You got to make something of yourself. You're not going to stay here. Remember what I'm saying? You're not going to stay here. You got to go make something of yourself. 
And I did. And it took me a while, but I did. And I had the same hard times as everybody else. Probably harder, you know, because I put myself in bad situations too. I didn't get burned up, you know, beyond belief because I was working some great job as a smart guy should have been. I was working a dumb, stupid guy job and I got hurt. I yeah, learned. I, I, I continued to work a dumb, stupid guy in radio, and it did nothing to benefit my entire life. Um, well, that's not true. I mean, I had some good times. Yeah. What I did, and I made, but I didn't make any kind of money to, to be able to you know, survive. I mean, barely enough to survive. Yeah. I'll answer liberals are stupid question here. I, I absolutely did get suspended. I will tell the story very quickly because it's not pretty, but it is true. Uh, I had a teacher. Her name was Mrs. K. Mrs. K. I went to a private. I went to a private kindergarten in Maple Heights, and there was a day that we had like the remember the big old blocks that you could put together, and they had holes in them, and you climb oh, yeah. inside them, but then climb up on top of them too. Yeah. Well, they had they had one of those. It was right next to a window, um, and I pushed a kid through the window. <laughs> like out the window, like you said, like not through the glass window. It was right. just a, um, it was just a screen. But yeah. I just pushed him through the screen. <laughs> well, of course, I got yelled at, and I got told to go sit at my desk. So I went and I sat down. I was pouting at my desk, being all mad. And she came over to me and she said, she said, you can't be doing blah 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 blah, barking at me about this. And as she walked away, I picked up my desk and I threw it at her. The like the remember the little desks that you had oh, yeah. with the with I probably did. I picked up the desk and threw it at her and hit her with the desk and I got suspended for a week of um private school kindergarten. Nice. I, uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm trying to think of what I did as a kid that I got suspended once in middle school. Once in middle school because there was this kid that uh made fun of my mom. Okay. For having diabetes or whatever, and yeah. he made fun of her and. After school, I went up to him in the front of the school, and I hit him with a tennis racket. Right. Then he hit me with a trombone. Then we rolled around on the ground for a few minutes, and then I got suspended for a couple of days. But then high school, I went to Ignatius. And okay. you know, I, I wasn't really prepared, I think, for you know, that school. And, I mean, I did all right. I did, you know, mm-hmm. But there was a time when I was – a lot more interested in, in women and uh, girls and not going to the school. Sure. And so I cut a lot of school. Okay. Because I didn't have a lot of friends that went to Ignatius with me. Sure, sure, They sure. all went to, you know, Cleveland Heights High School and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so I, I cut, like, a lot. I mean, I made up all kind of dumb shit to get out of school. I, I Just one day I just drove to the Galleria and I went and got some breakfast on my way to school. And I decided I didn't want to go. So I locked my mom's keys inside the car that I was driving. I sat there and I called my mom, who was at work. I was like, yeah, I can't go to school. Keys are locked in the car, man. Sorry. I mean, I did it on purpose. <laughs> right. And so I sat there. And so I missed a lot of school <laughs> to the point where eventually they said, all right, if you miss another day, you're, you're going to be done for. Really? Wow. So I had to go to detention every day. <laughs> For the my entire senior year, right, and then it, that wasn't even enough time to make up for all the time that I missed, and so I had to set up like the graduation, uh, you know, for for the for class, school. right, and so then I remember walking across the uh, the stage though to pick up my diploma, and 
I looked at everybody. And I said, I just want to make sure this is signed <laughs> before I step off the stage. <laughs> the guy was like, yeah, it's good. You're good. And I mean, it got to the point where the principal, the secretaries in the principal's office knew exactly what kind of donuts I liked. And they'd buy me stuff because I was always in there. Sure. <laughs> well, I was in the same boat there, although I, I will admit I did not cut school. I only cut school two times in, the, in in all of high school, two days. I loved going to school, and I, I hate to admit why, but I will, because I was a pot dealer. And you couldn't sell pot if you weren't at school. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, you know, I, I dude, I, so, I'm telling you all these horror stories. I don't know why, but why not? So I, I worked at St. Joan of Arc Church in Streetsboro. Like, I, I worked at the church cutting grass and weeding flower beds and whatever. I took the money that I made. I made three twenty an hour. I still remember how much I made. Three twenty an hour. So I would get a check every two weeks or whatever for like a hundred and twenty dollars or something. <laughs> I would take that hundred and twenty dollars and I would buy a hundred dollars worth of weed. And then I would sell the weed for like four hundred dollars. <laughs> this is when I'm like thirteen years old, man. I'm nice. thirteen years old and I used to just pedal I used to use my church money to pedal weed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I cut everything I could possibly cut. I remember my parents paid a lot of money for me to go to Hawking summer camp. Yeah. You know, and uh I hated it. Just hated going to that summer camp sure one of the bus riders forever from where i lived and it was just it was stupid and i know that you know they were trying to do something nice for me but i hated going there right you know why i hated going there why? i hated going there because they made you back in the day because you couldn't get away with this now they made you do shirts and skins oh yeah yeah and so i hated taking my shirt off obviously because <laughs> i was a fat tub of lard kid right and so i didn't want to take my shirt off <laughs> And so I just, when that bus came, I never got on it. And one day my mom came bursting through that screen door because somebody would have called, must have called her. I didn't know right. she called her. And she burst through that screen door in my home and found me just laying there on the couch. And, man, that was a morning I will not forget. She was not a happy <laughs> camper about that. I was not a happy camper, I should say. But, it, yeah, because they made me take my shirt off. I said, nope, not going to go. Yeah, not doing it. <laughs> now you can't get away with that. There's no right. way they would do shirts and skin oh, no. now because they'd get sued for $8 million because some fat kid like me would say, no, mm -hmm. this is offensive. And You're horrible. body shaming me. You're body shaming, absolutely. <laughs> I wish I could have gotten away with it back then. I'd be rich. Wish you knew that term then, right? Body yeah, shaming. Bo there was no body shaming back then. It was like, look, fat kid, take your shirt off. You're on that yeah. team. Like, and I'm like, well, can't I be on the other team? No, take your shirt off and go yeah. stand over there. Get over there, Chubsy Ubsy. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everybody would make fun of you. There was no way that you, you were going to get away with saying, sure. quit it. No, because if you said quit it, <laughs> you were an asshole. So. <laughs> uh, technically, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so, Gunner. But it goes back to what you were saying earlier. <clears throat> you can't do anything anymore. Mm -mm, no if, way. Like you, you brought up Lizzo. I brought up Lizzo. Mm -hmm. uh, if nobody knows who Lizzo is, is I, I don't know where you've been, but she's the fat, sexy. Well, I'm sorry, sexy woman uh, <laughs> who sings and plays flute or something. And she, but she's like five, six hundred pounds or whatever she is, and gets on stage wearing next to nothing. And it, you're supposed to think it's great and fantastic. I was talking to my kid the other day, and I was like, yeah, this fat slob is not somebody that you look up to. 
she's all over the place. And she, and your kid probably is like, don't body shame her, Dad. Look, and I'm not body shaming anybody. I'm fat. So I can't body shame somebody that's like me. Right. I'm just saying as far as a, there you go. That Hot. is not who a role model should be. Hot. She's not a picture of health. Right? To, to say that you know this is what we should look up to and inspire to be is not exactly right. I don't want my daughter to end up like me. Yeah, I'm with you. Same. So it, it is what it is. But I'm allowed to make fun of fat people because I'm fat. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think that's somebody that we should look up to. But if you say that, you're an asshole and you are fat shaming and you're going to go to jail. If you make fun of people anymore. <laughs> It's just. See? Somebody finds her hot. <laughs> did you see? I'm too sexy for my shirt. <laughs> Seth, did you have nice man boobs? Look, I was a boy. I had boy boobs. Now I have man boobs. <laughs> I like to say that I have pecs, but no. <laughs> like, like, I try to work out every now and then with weights. I've been, like, you know, I got this treadmill at home now. I've been working out a little bit. Sure. And, uh, but I think it's going to take a very long time for it to, to actually work. But it's true. You really the, There's an agenda going on in this country that I don't know where it's leading. And I, I, I don't know how we stop it. I really it's, leading, it's leading to mass conformity is what it's leading to. Yeah, well, they're not going to conform half the country. No, they're not. But those people will die. They'll get old and die. Literally. And a lot of people, let's be honest. A lot of people are afraid to actually say it because they're afraid of, of the label. It's It seems like that's going away a little bit, but there's still tons of people that will not say, hey, Lizzo's a big fat tub of goo. There's a lot of people that won't say it. They Look, just I, won't say it. I have to admit that I, I'm you know, kind of nervous about saying some stuff even on this show. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't be, but I am because I don't want Facebook to say, yeah, we're not putting that on. I don't want YouTube to say, no, no, we're not going to do that. Um, you know, all these sites, all the social media stuff is, is with the exception of a few, yeah. you know, are very particular about what you're allowed to say. I'm going to play a video coming up here shortly. That I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> when I play it. It is what it is. Yeah, this is why you always... I know that I want to end the show with that I don't think it's controversial. No. But... I don't know what some people would say about it. Because, again, it's it's terrifying to think of what you can get in trouble for and what you can't. No, you just can't worry about it. You have to build yourself. You have to insulate yourself away from the big, from the big tech, basically, which, as you're well aware, I've done. I have sites everywhere. I have Rumble and BitChute, and, and um, I have a backup uh, podcast platform. I've got... Play your. I've got everywhere that does not censor, just yeah. in case. I, just uh, in case. And and if if YouTube, like right now, my YouTube, the the CMS Network YouTube channel, yeah. has two strikes on it. It has two strikes on it that have been there. They're both for content that's over eight years old. Eight years old. Like I'm supposed to go back through six thousand videos and clean up stuff that was said that's been good for eight years. So eventually that channel's going to get shut down, and I know it. And you know what? Screw them. I don't care. Look, there were times on the radio where we almost got shut down, numerous times where, we mm-hmm. almost got, where people wanted to shut down. But you were allowed to get away with uh, 
more, I think, even on the radio than sometimes on this social media stuff. Well, the, st- the station could say been- stuff about COVID on, on radio that you can't sure. say here. Mm-hmm. Well, the stations, too, they would have your back for a while. I don't think they'd have your back anymore, obviously. Yeah, no. no, but I mean, like, people would all the time try to get triv censored, whether it was, you know, mm-hmm. through, you know, uh, some of these magazines that are out there and they write articles, they do all kind of stuff to try to get him. You know, the sponsors, they would contact sponsors all the time trying sure. to say, get rid of this guy. And, you know, obviously none of them would. They made too much money. Yeah. But, but when it comes to social, there's a lot of people out there that it's really easy to drag you down. Mm-hmm. I posted a picture, a picture that was very innocent compared to what some people post. And the Facebook page hasn't been the same since then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm because sure your shadow Facebook band. has been definitely pushing my stuff aside mm-hmm. for what they used to do. Sure. And it's, it's kind of scary to think that they can do that to you. Again, that's why you can't, you can't build your audience based on, on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. Can't do it. You, you, you're, you're, it's the proverbial building, a building a castle on sand. You know, it, it, it's sand that they can just blow away anytime they want to. That's why you got to have a foundation. That's why. That's why we're building the SethWilliamsShow.com. The SethWilliamsShow.com. Because yes. no matter what they do, they can't shut the show down. So that's where people should always go anyway. Yes, um, I'm looking forward to that getting up and running smoothly. And but it is. I mean, it's already up there. It's on yeah. SethWilliamsShow.com. So. Well, I've been. I've. I've spent most of today working behind the, behind the scenes on the, on the Seth Williams Show page, making yeah, it more gooder. More gooder. Awesome. Yep. That's why you're the best. Um, all right. I want to play a video that I saw just before the show. Okay. I think it's been out there for a while. I'm not sure how long it's been out there, but I think it's very interesting. You're going to have to pay attention to hear it because it's kind of off mic a little bit. Uh, don't forget, we got Tony Masaccio coming up in a little while, too. Uh, let's take a quick break, and I'm going to play this video. All right. Hang on. There's no place like home, and whether it's furniture, artwork, home accessories, appliances, or that one-of-a-kind collectible, Yellow Brick Road Online Auctions allows you to find everything you need from the comfort of your own home. The owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions has been conducting online estate auctions for over eight years by providing homeowners with a stress-free process to liquidate all items that have accumulated over the years. I'm Melissa Mendici, owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions. Log on today to find your heart's desire. Hey, it's Seth from Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road in the Pleasant Valley Shopping Center right next to Big Lots. You got to check out Mario, man. Great guy, does a lot for charities, but can perform miracles with hair. He even made me look clean cut. Does my hair, does a great job. Love talking to the guy while I'm sitting there. It's a great place to go local business. You gotta go to Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road. Again, in Parma, Pleasant Valley Shopping Center, right next to Big Lots. Or give them a call, 216-520-1977. That's 216-520-1977, Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Trust Joe's Lakewood Computer at 14035 Madison in Lakewood. They have over 30 years of professional service handling laptop and desktop repair services, virus removal, and data migration, and much more. You can trust them with hardware updates to your computer's memory and hard drive. Call 216-651-3880. 
Whether you need a simple Windows install or you're interested in the latest computers for gaming, call Joe's Lakewood Computer at 216-651-3880. This is Tim Elkhorn, radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers for attorney Will Spiegelberg. Will Spiegelberg is not only a name you know, he's someone you can trust as your attorney no matter the circumstance. Will Spiegelberg is an attorney you can always count on. Will Spiegelberg is the attorney you should contact for all your legal work. When you need an attorney, call Will Spiegelberg at 216-233-4240. Attorney Will Spiegelberg, a great teammate. 216-233-4240. Everyone, so it's Friday night. I'm getting ready to go out. I'm feeling kind, but before I go out, I've got to pregame. And the only way I pregame is with an ice cold Bud Light. So good. Ah, happy Friday. All right, that was not the video that I want you to hear, but that was funny. I was um, listening intently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, he he looks really great like that. Looks normal. He, he kind of just fell into that dress. Yeah. All right. Um, this is the video that I want you to hear. Now, you got to listen close. Please bear with us for this commercial break. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, Joe. Um, listen close to this. Tell me what you think. All right. Local media every day. You can't have a fair trial. Well, the reason, see, I think time is going to remember yeah, yeah. January 6th differently. Yeah. Right now, people are still the heat. There's two things. Media needs stuff to fill. I mean, if right. you watch TV on January 6th, it was like January 6th, 24 7. As time goes on, right. it's going to be less. Yeah. And as, 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 um, so I think I think also people are going to lose yeah. their, their office, the jobs. I the people that were there are going to lose their jobs. It's not going to mean anything if you weren't even there. And I you know. don't even we care. Need, we need like a word to break up. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> right. No. Okay, I, I, I thank you for your time. Listen, I really, um, I, I know you're not the bad guy. I mean, if there is, I haven't found the bad guy yet. But if there is, I know well, you're not the bad guy. guy. I mean, he's like a stereotypical bad guy. But I, the, the thing is, why I asked you the question of like, so what was the plan? Is that Fair. if there was a if there was an insurrection, you were you were supposed to be in line marching. You're in the military, you know right. this. No, that's you were supposed to have a plan. So, exactly. So you, you, say, soldier, you sit down like, overnight with your soldiers. You go right. over. All right, you're gonna go here. You're gonna go in by this side. It's, At this time, we're gonna take over this. There was none of that. If there was an insurrection, it's the sorriest insurrection in, in the twentieth, twenty first century ever. No guns. A no guy, plan. A guy People smoking, think he's so. A guy smoking pot. Uh, I love the guy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like. Well, we do that. We just went to New Hampshire oh, last week for the guy that just was drinking beer. Well, my uh, favorite. Wine. My favorite guy. Fantastic. That's supposedly Pelosi's daughter talking about January 6th and the so-called insurrection. Yeah. Well, I think we all knew it was bullshit. <laughs> Well, and that's what I'm, you know, I know people that were there. Okay. And they said it was bullshit. Right. And, you know, they said that it was a bunch of people that kind of were just doing their own thing. Well, again, you're, you're not going to retry it now. And the, the Dems definitely got their way and got the. You know, got people jailed unnecessarily and whatever, but, you know. There, there's people still in jail. 
mm-hmm. over something over oh, yeah. what happened on January sixth. But I know people that were there and and they saw officers letting people in, removing barricades. People were walking around the Capitol, and you know, I mean, was yeah. it right for them to do it? Of course not. But was it an insurrection? Was it people trying to overthrow the government? You saw the one guy that had the horns on his head. You saw the video of him just walking through yeah. the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, I've always thought of it as just bullshit. And I just, I'd be honest, I didn't pay that much attention to it. It's funny because what was the vote that they were voting on that day? Was they voting on something that day or? I don't know. Or, sure or was it just Trump? Trump lost and Biden was that was that I had to certify the election I think it was yeah stuff, there was something going on with that and I because that otherwise I would have never had it on TV and I just remember I turned it on like I flipped it on and there was like guys with their guns drawn in the in the you know where where they vote and stuff and I was like what the hell is going on here and I didn't you know and then they just showed guys walking around and stuff and I was like well what is this you know, I wasn't. I didn't pay that much attention. When I, then, when I started hearing about that, they were saying that it was like this insurrection. My only thought was, well, what the hell was going on all summer when they were burning the place yeah. down? Was that an insurrection on our cities? Because they sure as hell burned the place down. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I watched that video a couple of times, and it sounds like Pelosi's daughter saying, "Well, you know, it wasn't really an insurrection. It wasn't. It was nothing." It wasn't. Yeah. Well, yeah. you'll never. But convince if you talk to, yeah, if you talk to half the country, they're going to say, "No, you're crazy. They're trying to overthrow the government, take mm-hmm. over, and it was going to be anarchy across the U.S." <laughs> but yeah. 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 Whatever. Yeah. You know. I mean. I mean. At this point, it's, you know, it's a moot point until next ele- next election when we have another one allegedly happen. You know. Yeah, that's, saw, that's Mike that's Pence joined the uh, the ranks today. People. Um. Running for president, and I, I don't understand why. I don't understand. I'm sure he'll make a great candidate for <clears throat> two or three minutes. Yeah, well, stop asking questions, believe what we say, and go sit down. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I personally saw walk off the bus, sit by the Capitol. He was not at the rally. Well, that's the other thing that I've seen videos of and people have told me that were, were there were that there were actually buses of signs and, you know, trucks full of stuff that pulled up. And long before Trump said march peacefully, oh, by the way, and patriotically to the Capitol, mm-hmm. which is what he said, peacefully, um, that stuff was already pulling up near the Capitol. And people were getting stuff out and I mean, it was somebody was ready to go with stuff. Sure, it wasn't a Trump-inspired thing. It was this was ready to go. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I, I'm just going back to what I said before. I personally can't can't give a shit about this because no one gave a shit about the country being torn down when they were burning the cities down. You know, you you can bring up that they were ready to go there. I'll bring up back when they were burning the cities down how there were truckloads of, or pallets being dropped off full of bricks yeah, in oh, cities. Yeah. And nobody's nobody tends to bring that up anymore either. Nobody wants to talk about that, that they were that they were organized enough to have pallets full of bricks 
delivered to the right places in the right cities that were going up in flames. Fuck out of here with this nonsense. It's all yeah, nonsense. Police stations were burned to the ground mm-hmm. <laughs> when uh, people were hurt and shot. And, and huh. we, those were real insurrections. Cities were taken over. Yeah. How about when what, was it Portland where people just took over blocks and blocks yeah. of the made city, their own city, made their own government, their own city inside of an American city. Yeah. And they did. And the, and the, the government, the true government of that state just said, ah, whatever, you know, can't get in our way. But those are protests and those are OK. And you're allowed yeah. to do that. You can do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Burn shit down. Shoot at people. Create your own government, your own city. Yeah, where do people, you Oh, by the way, we're getting raped in the yeah. middle of these so-called new government cities. Mm-hmm. People were getting hurt. Well, maybe you get a counselor instead of a police officer to go and talk them down. Hey, stop raping that lady. What about she doesn't like it. On January 6th, can't find yeah. it. Yeah, where'd he go? There's always, dude, there's always been this kind of shit. And I, I don't want to put on my conspiracy hat, but I think it goes all the way. I've been, I've been down the JFK hole, rabbit hole this week. It, it, I think it starts there. I think, I think when you see JFK where they were able to whack somebody in broad daylight with 100,000 people live watching, I think when they were able to do that, they were like, yeah, we can do whatever the hell we want. And they do. Yeah, the government can actually do whatever the hell they want to do. And they do. That's and, the part. Dude, how about when they put up the fence around our property? The white, the, you know, right after the election, when they put up the big fence so nobody could get onto our property. We pay for that property. Yeah. They don't have the right to to tell us that we're not allowed. That'd be like putting a fence around your house and saying, you can't go there. You're not, you're not welcome in your house. They're never going to try to stop getting Trump for something. They are afraid Trump will get rid of all of <coughs> the government and make this country great again. Right. I don't know what they're afraid of as far as making it great again. I think they are afraid of what any outsider, forget even Trump, what any outsider could actually sure. show what's going on inside the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think there has been corruption forever today. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, you, you get somebody outside that's going to expose some of it. Who's mm-hmm. not corrupted by the entire thing, then yeah, you're gonna have a problem. Well, yeah, I mean, he, bottom line is he affects the money. A guy yeah. like Trump affected the money directly. He 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 affected their, you know, him saying drain the swamp. You know, to all of us, it, to all of us, it meant one thing. To all of us, you know, watching, it, it was like, yeah, get rid of these corrupt assholes. To all of them in there, in in the political th- arena. I was like, hey, this guy's cutting off our finances. He's cutting off our ability to form a C, uh, what do they call those? SPAC or whatever. Right. <laughs> he's cutting off our ability to raise money that we can pocket 80% of. You know, he's cutting off our ability to be lobbied. He's cutting uh, there, off our coin. There are so many conspiracy theories out there, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have the flat earth guy on again sometime soon because okay. uh, I want him to get. Um, respect that he deserves. I want him to get his platform uh, to, to talk about what he wants to talk about. Absolutely. And he sent me a video over the weekend. I think it was very interesting. So we're going to uh, have him on uh, shortly. Okay. Uh, he's actually, if you know, flat earth guy, otherwise known as plain truth guy. Yeah. 
he is a very special individual, not because okay. of what he believes, uh, <laughs> but because he is a religious man. He's a kind man and, and just a, a good all around guy. Sure. You may think he's crazy because you don't agree with what he says, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But you got to give him the respect that he deserves. Sure. I don't think he got that the last time he was here. And so we're going to have him on again. But there are so many conspiracies out there, some of which that's the problem, I think. You have so many conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Tony is distracting the hell out of me because he keeps on his <laughs> hot girl that's like standing next to him. If right. you can hear me, he's like there's a, like a really cute chick standing with him. Um, it's his but, videographer. Yeah, I keep looking at her, and then Tony's face jumps in the middle. Of his... <laughs> We're going to go to Tony in a little bit. Hopefully she's there. Um, but conspiracies, man. There are so many conspiracies. Yeah. Uh, it, it's crazy. I saw one the other day on, on TikTok where they talked about Look, the Daddy challenge. can't talk at all because she's on the screen. Look at her. <laughs> Look at her. Come on. She's not, yeah, Tony did it on purpose. Yeah, he did. <laughs> all right. But... The Challenger. You know the Challenger? Space yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So the conspiracy is that it never blew up. Well, okay. it blew up, but nobody was on it. It was empty? It was empty because this video shows all the astronauts mm-hmm. that were on that shuttle yeah. now living their lives all over the country. And this person, whoever did this video, went to these people's homes. And it was like videotaping them. They go under the same names and stuff. And you can see that they've obviously aged how many years it's been since the Challenger. And, you know, your mind starts going, all right, maybe this is real. But most of these conspiracies are not real. Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe that. I won't believe that. I think that's crazy. But I do think that the government is actually um, doing a lot of crazy stuff behind our backs that we don't know. Of course they are. Well, they do it under the guise of um, of people will argue back and forth, and and they can get away with it. They can they can get their benefit from it without having to again going back to what we said before about consequences. If you're going to be called crazy, a lot of people won't question. You know, if people say, "Oh, you're crazy for believing that the Earth is flat," well, then a lot of people that might believe that will just be like, "Ooh, I better not say that. I don't want think people think I'm crazy." You know. It's the consequence. How about Gary, the numbers guy? Gary, I've tried to reach out on Twitter, and I have not heard back from him. So I don't know where he's at. Um, breaking news, poor air quality in the Northeast forces postponement of White Sox, Yankees, Tigers, Phillies, and who cares about the Lynx Liberty? But, um, yeah. Lynx Liberty is canceled? Canceled. Are you postponed. kidding me? What are those 35 people going to do? I don't know. <laughs> Their night is shot. Damn. Um, but yeah, some of these baseball games, some of this smoke stuff, maybe that's conspiracy. Yeah. No, it's just a fire. Uh, but here we're actually getting some of this um, crazy. We smoke. might be at it because I've been I've been coughing all show, and I don't know why. I'm not sick. I don't have a cold or anything. Maybe yeah. maybe I'm breathing in the smoke. I mean, I'm looking out here, and it could be all right. I don't know. The sun is shining bright. It looks all yeah. right. But if you have smoke in your yard, let us know. Yeah, let us let us hear it. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I don't know what conspiracies I believe and what conspiracies I don't believe. I do believe that Kennedy was not shot by um, Oswald. There's you don't no... believe the Warren Commission? No. No No way in the world do I believe that garbage happened. <laughs> Dude, there is a spectacular, uh, and I don't know who put it up there, but you can look it up on YouTube. 
It's a seven-part series. I've been watching it all week. It's long as hell. But it's the three major networks. It's it's their entire coverage of from when John F. Kennedy was, when they first announced that he was shot. Yeah. Until they stopped broadcasting that he was shot. Because they all went like 24-7 for a while, for like a day. Yeah. And it's just their coverage. It's Cronkite and all his news people, and it's the other two channels. It is fascinating to see how different things are now. From like they like Cronkite as an example, his they were not even because they did all their shows like live or whatever. Right. They just used the same stages, and then they would just move everything off and put up the next stage. So when when Kennedy was shot, they couldn't even go. To like live, they were doing like kind of like a broadcast, like audio with a with a screen over it for a while. Yeah. yeah. Then all of a sudden, they show them start talking, and it's just a bunch of desks like sitting all next to each other with the phones ringing and stuff because they had to. Um, they didn't have a you know a quote unquote newsroom to go to to broadcast from so you got and you do you got people running in and out and stuff going hey i just came back from down the street and you know we were down there and we saw the bullets you know it's it's crazy bringing people in off the street carrying their babies and stuff it's it's really wild to watch i think it was the banks and the one percent no um (laughs) i'm pretty sure that there is a big conspiracy though when it comes to uh the uh, the Kennedy thing. I'm trying to think of other conspiracies that I believe. I just got a, a message from uh, Flat Earth guy. Okay. He said, "Love you, Seth." Thirty three confirmed conspiracy theories proven true. Uh, but he He's, have... he has or there have been. He said there has been. He says uh, do not have internet working today, but we're going to get him on. All right. Uh, we'll talk about the conspiracies and the flat Earth, which is another. Yeah. We're going to start getting into all this stuff. We got the mob guy coming on in a week. That's right. Mob guy coming on. Yeah, it's got uh, what, two weeks, right? Two weeks. Yeah, the 19th. Two weeks from today. Yeah. We have a mob guy on. On Monday, we have Julia Poorman. Poorman coming on. Yeah. Another new music moment for a different audience. Different it, style. Yeah. Uh, entertaining. We'll talk to her. Uh, people are talking about the smoke. You can see the smoke around downtown from 490. Mm. Um. To be honest, I thought it was a just a burning brush. Nope. It was hazy as heck this morning in Akron as I drove to work. Joe Rico, I have a nice sky full of smoke in my town, 100 miles north of New York City. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm telling you, the East Coast is getting hammered with this smoke. I mean, you if you saw, I was watching Fox before it came up here. <coughs> right. And to do the show. And, man, the smoke behind them in downtown in Manhattan is ridiculous. They showed like a skyline shot, and it's just bright orange. Uh, wow, smoke! You couldn't even see the skyline barely. It's like nine uh, eleven again. And honestly, you know what's weird though? Now that I think about it, I remember driving around yesterday, going, "My eyes were burning." Mm-hmm. As you know, I had the window down and everything. My eyes were burning, and then the sun was like a weird orange, hazy kind of sun. So that's sure. got to be what I was seeing. Yeah, it probably was. Um, Chris, did you see the interview with the young couple who said a bullet whizzed by their heads from the fence on the grassy knoll? I did. I did. Dude, it, it, I, I, I've watched, I'm, I'm on part seven, so I've literally watched probably a hundred hours of Kennedy being shot 
in the last week. It is just I've watched every every single person that they brought in and you know what's what's crazy to see about that stuff is everybody except the broadcasters and it's so obvious now but watching it in real time it probably wasn't obvious at all. Every report at the beginning was people are running up the knoll to find the shooter. Yeah. And, and like everybody all the people, there was nobody running to the book depository. Everybody was running up that hill to go catch the shooter. And and everybody was, even the people that dropped, they dropped facing the knoll so they could see if the guy was come running down the hill. It, yeah, we'll, it, we'll ask the mob guy about the Kennedy because I'm oh, convinced that the mob definitely had something to do with that whole thing. Oh, absolutely. So there's yeah, no that, doubt about it. Kennedy pissed off a lot of people. Giancana, yeah. So, yeah, and they were banging the same girls. All right, Joe, I'm going to tell you this. Flat Earth is hilarious. I mean, we literally have pics from, of the Earth from space. The Flat Earth guy will convince you otherwise, Joe. He actually can prove the fact that those images that you say we have from space, yes, the Earth is round, but it's a disk yeah. that's flat. So you, you, you listen to that show, Joe, and I'm telling you, you're going to be changed. Or at least, at least you'll understand the point. Understand. You may not agree with it, but... Where am I finding? It's on YouTube. I could tell you. Let me let me log into my YouTube, and I'll tell you exactly the the channel name that that did it. I'm trying to think of other conspiracies that are out there that would be huge. We could do a whole show on conspiracy conspiracies, dude. At some point. And and I I'd be all in on that. I would definitely be. I would definitely be thrilled to do that with you because I I love this stuff. Where is this? God damn it! I gotta, I gotta log into my account. Hold on. What does this mean? What is a Carcano? That, that's the, the, the gun. Well, I own a Carcano, the, the bolt action rifle. Yeah, it was, it was a garbage rifle. It Nine eleven. That's another thing that people have come out and said is a conspiracy. I watched a video just the other day. Ironically mm-hmm. enough, Mike sent it to me. Um, a video of, it was apparently only. Showed one time mm-hmm. of a reporter that was standing outside of the Pentagon, right after the plane supposedly hit, and that reporter said he saw nothing, no remnants of any plane hitting, no debris from a plane, no wings, no wheels, no nothing from a plane hitting the Pentagon. Really? <laughs> now, I mean, if you look at the angle of which that plane would have had to hit you think that you know it would have been more catastrophic than it was mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know think so but dude i i mean look i've read I, stories about 9-11 where they say that we blew up those buildings yeah I, I mean i've 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 watched everything on 9-11 as well i i interviewed the guy that made the loose change movie at one point because i love i love a good conspiracy i don't necessarily believe all of them but i love a good conspiracy and and yeah, man, there's um, there's nine eleven. You can be convinced fairly easily that nine eleven was was a straight inside job. I think that I I think there's more to it than a a bunch of goofy um, you know, bunch of goofy guys loaded up on four planes and took them over. I think I think there's more to it than that. I think there's well, why would the government fly our own planes into those buildings? 
Why would they? I mean, there's no doubt that the planes at least flew into the trade centers. I mean, we saw those happen. Yeah. I saw it happen live. So, I mean, obviously well, the planes flew into the buildings. Uh, yeah, I, I don't des- I don't necessarily disagree with that, but the buildings themselves become the distraction for Building 7, which fell with nothing hitting it. Yeah. And I mean, if you ever watch that, that looks like a that looks like a demolition. That looks like a straight demolition, and nothing hit that building. And but but wasn't there? There was something in that building, like a like an intelligence operation, like had like a whole floor of that building or something that got completely wiped out in Building Seven. Because obviously there were four planes taken over. Yes, I mean the plane that that went down in Pennsylvania. Hmm. Uh, again, I guess maybe the Pentagon plane is up for, you know, debate on whether it hit the uh, the Pentagon. I mean, but again, the one reporter that I saw said that there was no debris. Yeah, I, I mean, I, dude, I, I, I really don't. I don't have an answer other than I, I enjoy that conspiracy more than anything, and I've watched everything there is on 9-11 they wanted control and the people that owned the buildings wanted them down they were outdated see there i've heard that too the the one guy the guy that owned the trade centers you know absolutely did not like wanted to get out of it and he couldn't maybe there were four (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean man if that ever came out that this was a conspiracy by our own government of some sort of you know uh, stage 9-11 and that many people died god help us all if our government is that powerful which i guess they could be they could be man well, they, we got a problem dude there's always that theory too about that no plane hit the pentagon yeah. that's the one that's that and shanksville are way more way more believable to me than the trade centers you know there's just too much video and i i know you could fake the video but there's just too much video um, about, you know, showing the, the trade centers getting hit. Yeah, but the trade centers did get hit, but they, I guess the question would be, did the government sanction it afterwards? Well, I guess if you, if you ask, um, if you ask, what's his name, Jesse Ventura, he'll tell you, it's the thermite paint, brother. It's the thermite paint that was melting the spurt, the girders. <laughs> Now I, I'm gonna say this though I, I will, I will never show disrespect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to that site, sure. Where the trade centers are, and I will never show disrespect to say that, you know, that kind of. I, the, the main thing is that a lot of people died. Yeah. And no matter what happened, it was a tragedy in our country, and God rest their I soul, agree. man, because it was insane. I wouldn't uh, want to be crushed by 119 floors of building yeah. and i don't want to look into conspiracies because again i have too much respect for the uh for the, the people that, that went into those buildings the firefighters the police and everything yeah. else they all did their jobs and and again man it was a, a terrifying day yeah so was. i don't know i mean I, I i don't know when it's too soon even though it's been decades it's been 25 years but yeah it's still seems, years it still that. seems too soon to me considering it's I, always gonna watch it live and dude Ask your grandfather about Pearl Harbor, and he'll tell you it's too soon. Yeah. You know, it, if you lived through it, it's too soon. It, it always feels that way. Is there not that the towers were not at capacity because many companies closed offices for that day for different yeah. reasons? 
I don't remember who asked the question, but here is your here's the YouTube channel. Vince Palamara has this seven part thing on um on JFK. Yeah. So you, you can All look right. him up. Vince Palamara, All right? Yeah. So just imagine the crap they do around the world we never hear about. I'm sure. I'm positive of that. I'm positive of that from when I served in the military. <laughs> It's all kinds of shit you don't hear about happening. You know, one of the things that I I could definitely talk about this because it's not really classified information. It's just you don't hear about it. You know the DMZ between North and South Korea? Yeah. There's like 25 people gunned down a year there. You never hear about it. You never hear nothing about it. But there's there's like 20, 25 people killed per year on that DMZ. (laughs) Yeah. That's it's every crazy. year since the fifties. How many people is that from? Was that seventy years? What's seventy times twenty? Fourteen hundred? Maybe. I'm terrible at math. Is that fourteen hundred people? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I think that's fourteen hundred people. Fourteen hundred people killed. Never heard a word of it till I just said it. Flat Earth guy sent me a, a, an email with like 33 conspiracy theories. <laughs> um, the unfortunate part is, Flat Earth guy, is that the, it contains images that are blocked and cannot be uh, looked at on my computer. I don't know why, but there's a lot there. You gotta, they're gonna have to resend it somehow. Well, we'll find a way. Uh, the government paid those people in those planes to destroy them and give people enough money; they'll do anything. Okay, well, if they paid them on the planes to destroy them. They died. What are they doing with the money? Well, there's, there's a, dude, I, I mean, it just depends. If we, if we really want to go down the, the 9-11 conspiracy rabbit hole, I'm game to do it. I, I'll, I'll do that. You, we need to find us a guest. Like, I could probably get the, the loose change guy to come back on. But, um, you know, I, I, there's always that theory that Cleveland's a part of that. Because that, remember, there was the plane that landed in Cleveland, and then... You know the, the the conspiracy theory there is they landed in Cleveland and they deep they you know all the people got off the plane and then they sent the plane and then the plane went into the building or Shanksville or one of them I forget which one but you know I I mean we could go down that road if you want I mean there was also that Malaysia plane that was missing remember that mm-hmm. but never came up well, well dude at one point there was like 15 planes that were missing remember that yeah remember every time because i was listening to the radio stuck in traffic trying to get home and and every two minutes it was like now there's another plane over in austin texas and now there's this and now there's that and dude do you remember how I mean, they 9 11 man yeah 9 11 was crazy with what was going on nobody knew what that was happening yeah there was tons of tons of things that just were magically disappeared like Remember at first they were saying that they found a car with a with a map and um oh yeah, you know, the, that, yeah. the the Quran it had a Quran a map and like um airline ticket receipts you know like total obvious cons- obvious setup stuff and then that all went away you 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 never heard about that again after 911 that that whole thing you never saw that car being towed or anything that just went away there was all kinds of different bullshit that that was said on 9-11. There's a lot of conspiracies that have, have magically gone away that you never really heard of. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I remember there were so many. I mean, I, again, when you talk about conspiracies, though, you run the risk of being disrespectful towards the people that, that died. I mean, that's yeah, you know, what you run into because, you know, and I hate doing that. I don't like to be that guy. Uh, but I remember even like the Vegas uh, mm-hmm. shooting. Yeah. We talked about that on the show, and it was around for like a day and a half. And then all of a sudden, there wasn't anything more on it. Yeah, it just went away. Just it was, okay, maybe I'm exact. Man, it might have been like a, a it's about a week, less than a week. Yeah, and it was gone. Mm-hmm. And you never heard anything else about it. And meanwhile, the guy fired what a thousand rounds or something into a concert. Yeah, into a concert. Yeah. I mean, it should out of a Vegas hotel room. Hmm. I mean, how something like that was even able to happen yeah. is a conspiracy in itself. Well, and, and how did we never even see and all this how, kind of and how did we never even it? see a photo of this guy? Yeah, we never saw him at all. You know, just not. I mean, we saw like some some weird CCTV footage of him of his back walking into the hotel or whatever, which that could have been anybody. You know, you never saw anything with that guy. Always have respect for those that died. First responders, they didn't know yeah. anything, of course. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to question some of the, the stuff that goes on. I don't understand that Vegas shooting, and Trivet, I talked about it all the time, saying, I, I don't understand how this didn't, how, how is this not a story for like a, a month with that kind of thing that happened? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I Benghazi. Mean, yeah, Benghazi did another one. There's all kinds of them, dude. Epstein didn't kill himself. We got like six months worth of shows coming up with <laughs> just conspiracies. I'm I'm game. We'll do those on Odyssey, Ben. Because oh, yeah. we do them here on YouTube. We do them here on YouTube. We'll get the whole fucking channel shut down. But <laughs> but if we do them on Odyssey, we'll do them like as Odyssey exclusives or something for the that's yeah. We're gonna for start the subscribers. That. We're gonna you have to subscribe to the Odyssey channel. That's right. If you subscribe there, there's gonna be extra content all over the place and this stuff would be good for that yeah you're going to see footage that it will not be able to be done here yeah on youtube so you, you will odyssey how do you spell yeah. that o-d-y-s-e-e i spell it the seth show.com go there and click the link for support the show o-d-y-s-e-e yep yeah and then yeah, but make sure you yeah, go to this the uh, all the right. I'm not much of a typer, man. I'm gonna have to go there and subscribe yeah, to the yeah. Odyssey channel and everything else. Yeah. And there's gonna be extra content for you. Yeah, just 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 click the support the show link. And believe me, this show at this no, it doesn't need support. We got plenty of support, uh, but we'd love more support. Yeah. So we'd, uh, we'd like to get some. We'd like to. We'd like to make a couple of shekels here and there to for doing this. <laughs> yeah. Shriv is living with Elvis. Uh, yes. Well, Elvis is still alive, according to some people. So that mm-hmm. is another conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Maybe Triv is still alive. <laughs> Am I starting a new one? I hear him in my head every day <laughs> yelling, Seth! <laughs> <laughs> so, believe me. All right, let's take a quick break. I see Tony Masashi is uh, hopefully ready to go. Looks like he is. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll go to Tony Masashi live. He's going to be, I believe, sipping the fruit of the gods. Nice. So we'll talk to him in just about two minutes. Hang on. Okay.
What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations, 440-238-8830. Triv's in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440-305-2065. Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. 216-470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again. The Fresh Maker. Love that. Love money. <laughs> Welcome back to the Seth Williams Show. Uh, myself, Chris Aiken. Uh, yes. Wednesday evening. Hope you're having a good one. Um, we'll talk about Browns coming up, getting robbed, and uh, then a special story, something that's close to my heart uh, to end <laughs> the show with. Uh, so right now, though, we have uh, Tony Masaccio. Tony. Seth! How are you doing? <laughs> Once again, hear him in my head all day long. <laughs> How's how my you? friend? Chris, Seth, how are hey. you guys this evening? How Good. are you, Tony? As you can see, I have a table full of food in front of me. As always, I am in Madison at Bocce Winery, located at 7800 Warner Road. There are a lot of wineries in this area. I guess the soil is wonderful here. It's the climate. It's next to the lake. Angelo Petiti has all of his fruits and vegetables and plants that are grown right down the street. 
so again, this was an area that once, uh, I guess they say the glaciers, there's something about this area that made the soil wonderful for growing. And that's why you see all of these places here. And as I said, there's about 50 different nurseries and wineries right here in this area. Wow. I have my friend here, Ray Christosik, who is actually the GM. Ray, say hello. Can you hear him? How's our volume? Can't hear him. You can't hear him? Nope. Okay, we got a situation. I, I tried this other <laughs> microphone. It doesn't work. <laughs> that's all right. We'll, we'll, we can we believe that, but that's fine. <laughs> um, so here, you know what? I'm going to give Ray for two minutes. Let me give him. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Hi, right, gentlemen. How are you? Good. good. How, how are, are you, Ray? Good. Good. Thank. Thanks for having. Me. Thanks for being out here today. Sure. It's good. To, it's always good to see Tony. <laughs> yeah, unless it, but unfortunately you got to pick up his check right <laughs> yeah that's all yeah that's not there's nothing new to that we always do that <laughs> nice well tell us so, about the winery man so bocce winery we've uh the, the present owners bought this in 2021 it was started in 1997 as a st joseph uh winery and uh we went into construction in July of last year, and we just opened a new renovated uh, facility uh, May 11th, so not even a month yet. Okay. So we, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so we redid the whole place, new patios. We redid the tasting room, wow. outdoor bar, TVs. Um, so we have a little bit for everything. We have uh, liquor, beer, and some of the best wine in the Grand, Val Grand River Valley. So, um, we're very, we're very excited, and uh, we're started, we're getting our feet wet, and we're we're figuring this out. So I will the, say this, but that's absolutely gorgeous. That well, is really you. really beautiful out there. Yeah, we're uh, very happy. That, how far so that, is Madison from like Cleveland? So I I live in Little Italy, and I drive here every day. It takes me forty two minutes. So okay. downtown Cleveland, downtown Cleveland's maybe another what ten minutes, so less yeah. than an hour to get here. Okay. Now, now, what what days and hours are you open? So we're open Wednesday and Thursday, ten to eight. Or excuse me, noon to eight. We're open on Friday and Saturday from twelve to nine, and Sunday from uh, twelve to six. Mon Monday and Tuesday, we're we're taking a break. Tell us about the wines and everything you got going on. So we have a, we have a wide variety of wide variety of wines. We're kind of known for our reds. Um, so Pinot Noir is a big wine that we do. <coughs> Excuse me. In front of Tony, we have Sangiovese, which is another one of our uh, drier reds. It's it's very uh, and he's been he's been drinking it a little over here. Uh, so yeah, it's one of our one of one of the wines we're known for. And then we're also known uh, for our Riesling, and we do a nice Sauvignon Blanc as well. But we have multiple wines in our winemaker Lauren Fiala is doing a really good job to um, make sure that our wines are up to the par up up to par with the facility do you sell both full bottles as as well as you know glasses at <laughs> at your facility or is it just just we, glasses for dining or no we sell glasses we sell taster glasses we sell bottles to drink on premise and we sell bottles to go so okay. Anything, any, all the, any wine need you have, we can take care of it. Somebody good. wants to know if you sell juice for winemaking. No, we don't. 
Uh, we all the all the all the grapes are grown on on our property, and we have just enough for what we need to produce to serve to the public. All right, so I'm I'm not a wine expert. What do they call them? A sommelier? I don't know what they're called anymore. Neither, neither oh. am I. Don't feel bad. Neither <laughs> am I. Now I know I just from watching TV. Do they still you know squeeze the juice by stomping on it? Or how's that done now? Well, I don't. No, we we don't do that here. I don't know. Maybe some other wineries. But not, <laughs> I'm just thinking of I Love Lucy. That's why that's not. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't seen that done yet. So, uh, it's what's all, the process it's all like by... though? What's the process like of making your wines out there? So we we harvest in the fall, and then we uh, bring it in. And if you, if, Mandy, if we look at over there, we have our production facility. So we bring it there. We have the stemmers. Um, you know, machines to, to squeeze the juice out. Then we have a whole, in that building, a whole production uh, with tanks and barrels and all that, that good stuff to, to make the wine. So it's a, it's a pretty extensive process. Um, but I just, I just came out here in January, so I'll get my real first experience with the winemaking in the, in the fall. We have, we're, we're, our facility is 62 acres. And we're going to have, we're going to, we're planting about six more acres of grape in a, in wow. a couple of days. And um, so we should have, and when it, by next year, we'll have about 12 acres of uh, vines on the property. Man, it looks absolutely amazing. What, what kind of food do you got there? Well, <clears throat> so every, everything except the charcuterie board is, is made in house. So the, on the left is a, our pasta bolognese. Homemade pasta, homemade sauce. Oh. Our pizza is is all is made in house. The dough, uh, we pile a little bit of sausage on there. Not too bad. Tony's picking at it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the charcuterie board. We oh. multiple meats and cheeses. I serve with some olives and fruit. And then when you've ate, eaten in all this and had enough wine, you have the tiramisu for dessert, which is also made homemade. Wow. So we're really proud of the food. The, the, our two chefs, uh, Matt Conti and Dom Seferati, have been doing a really good job. So, well, I'll tell you what, man, it looks absolutely amazing. Looks the, the property looks beautiful. I mean, it looks like a great, great place. So it's a nice day to nice place to spend a, a day like today with the sun out. It's cool. It's beautiful. Very good. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I was out in Madison. I'm gonna have to make a little road trip. I think. Yeah, no kidding. When you come out, stop and say hello. Absolutely. Sure. Where's the nearest hotel in case I get a little bit too liquored up? <laughs> there's, there's, there's a couple. Oh. Holiday Inn Express and a, uh, um, I think a Hampton Inn. But there's a couple hotels. Oh, uh, you can imagine you can sleep in your car in the other parking lot if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, good. It looks great, man. Antonio, glad to. Uh, are out there. You got to bring me some of that pizza, though, or the pasta. That stuff looks absolutely amazing. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you guys hear Tony? Okay. All right. Let me grab another pot. Okay. Real quick. So, guys, um, what's cool about this is it's really easy to get to also. It's right off of Route 2. So it's all highway, no matter where you're coming from. The nice part about this, Seth, you and I, we're in Broadview Heights, North Royalton, 
it's probably about an hour and 10 minutes away. When I first started driving here, I said, oh, my God, I got to go to Ray and Madison. I needed like a plane, a train, and a moped to get here. <laughs> so, again, it's a quick, really easy route. And I got to tell you, what's nice about this is I remember going to Lons Winery in Putin bay area mm -hmm. which again that whole area has just developed with wineries and ray were and i were talking about this the nice part about this is when anybody comes into a winery they expect number one a great glass of wine a nice bottle of wine and everyone is so nice when you walk in here because the sun is up you're drinking you got great food to absorb the alcohol so you got to stop out here at bocce winery in madison very good. Well, it looks great, man. And thank you for going out there today. And Absolutely. Food, hey guys, everything looks great. Let me leave you with this, as I always do. This guy's in a health spot, and this beautiful woman walks in the door. And he says to his instructor, what machine do I have to use to impress this woman? So the instructor looks up and down his body, and he says, with your body type, the ATM. Tony Masashi live in Madison. Everybody knows Tony. Guys, I will see you next week. Have a great afternoon. Where can and people I'll see hear you next on Wednesday. Saturdays? Where can people you can hear me? You can, you can hear me every Saturday morning on 1490 WERE Flashpoint between 10 o'clock and 11. This Saturday, I will be at Collision Bend in the Flats. Great place. Tony, uh, does he have a Tony, website that we can put up? Ray, do you have a website that they yes. can put up? It's abachiwinery.com. Bachiwinery.com. And how do you spell bachi? It is B-A-C-I, which means kiss in Italian. Beautiful. I'm going to kiss you can, more after I drink all you, that wine. And as you can see, their little logo right there. Nice. Guys, Seth, I'll bring you home a piece of pizza. But it's an hour away. It may not make it. I'll see you. <laughs> see I'll you, see you next week. Thanks again, Thanks, guys. guys. All right, Bye. Tony. See ya. That uh, place looks fantastic. That place looks awesome. Yeah, I really. I hate this beautiful. segment. I love this segment and hate it at the same time. Yeah, I know. Because now hate. I'm hungry, and it's like, I could order pizza, but I ain't getting that. It's not gonna be that good. It ain't gonna be that. It's gonna be Domino's or something. It's gonna be the polar opposite of that. Man, yeah, the patio looks so beautiful. It looks like a great place to just hang yeah. out on a summer. Uh, afternoon, evening, whatever. Dude, he had good internet. Maybe we maybe we go out there and broadcast from there one night. Yeah, I refuse to believe that that uh, microphone didn't work. But uh, I'm, just I'm sure it does. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> I spent a top dollar on that microphone. Uh, <laughs> now, but I'm sure. Yeah, but whatever. Um, just in case anybody misses any of the episodes with Tony Masaccio or any, you know any of the shows here, remember to go to cmstv.net, cmsradio.net, thesexwilliamshow.com. Right. You can check out all the episodes. That is correct, sir. All right. Uh, thank you, Tony. Good stuff. Browns. I want to talk about the Browns for a little bit. Okay. We got a little bit here left in the show. Yeah. Um, a couple of Browns players were robbed. Yeah. I, I, Greg Newsom and what? And Perrion Winfrey. Winfrey? Yeah. Now, Winfrey is 6'4", 292 pounds. Yeah. Greg Newsom, well, you and I could probably take Greg Newsom. Maybe you know, I don't know. Six foot, but I'm sure he's in shape, so yeah. you might you might be able to take us both. Uh, but he's not a real big dude. But these guys were robbed, their jewelry taken, I believe. Uh, the truck was taken that they had. 
Yeah, Newsom's truck got stolen too. Jeez. But there were six masked men mm-hmm. that decided to go after these two Browns players. Now, at first, I was like, like you were. We were talking about this over the weekend or over the, over the weekend yesterday. During the week or whenever, yeah. And you said, well, two Browns players. How did this happen? Well, there were six of them. And so I don't know how you, you, you fend off six people. The Browns can't block anybody one-on-one when it comes to them. <laughs> and, and, you know, Newsom can't catch a football on the defensive side. So I, I don't know what you expect them to do uh, when it comes to getting robbed. Yeah, I, I guess looking at it reasonably, I get it. You got, you know, you're worth a million, X million dollars a year. You know, as far as I'm concerned, here's here's my credit card. Here's the PIN number. Go to town. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not going to die over any of it. And on top of that, here's the other thing that I had a problem with when I was reading the article. Yeah. One, it makes you realize that Cleveland is not a safe place to be. No, so, not at know, all. I don't know what the hell you're doing. But also, they came out of a Cleveland nightclub at like 3.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, nothing good happens at 3.30 in the morning, especially no. in downtown Cleveland. Do you think that they that that this was like uh, th- somebody saw him in the club and was like, "Hey, there's two Browns players in here. Let's get the crew together and take their shit." No, I'm pretty sure that these are six uh, thugs that had no idea who these guys were, but saw probably gaudy jewelry, decided <laughs> to you know follow them out of the club. And they were probably spending a couple of bucks at the club. I'm guessing. I'm, I I'm sure they were. Uh, but you know, they, they see what these guys are wearing and see how they're acting, spending money, whatever, followed them out to the truck. Yeah. This truck. And you beat the hell out of them, rob them, whatever you got to do. Yeah. I don't think they got beaten, right? There's no. There's no, no report of that. Like that. But you know what else there's no report of? How drunk were they? Yeah, that too. You know, I mean, they might have been hammered. This is why I was thinking maybe this is an insider. Like somebody was in the club and saw them and called their boys and said, hey, easy pickings here. Got two drunk Browns players wearing $50,000 worth of worth of rings and, and chains and shit. Let's, yeah. let's, let's take that shit off them. I mean, you have to. D-Line's new should be off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, you got to I, I don't care who you are. You shouldn't be going down. <laughs> yeah, three thirty, three thirty in the morning, and wearing all kind of stuff, and you know, to to get robbed. I mean, yeah. I but, don't have a whole lot of jewelry, but I certainly wouldn't wear it downtown. No, no. But then again, who expects two NFL football players to be robbed? Usually, it's a little old lady and her and her cuck husband or something. Not, not two. Two guys that their career is violence. You know, I mean, that's 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 what's surprising to me. Two guys that are, they make their career out of hitting people. You know, and uh, and those are the guys that got picked to be robbed. And I think that there was a um, another backup running back, Derek Felton, I believe, or something like that. Oh, um, not Derek. What's his name? I can't remember his first name. Dietrich, I think. Dietrich. Whatever, Felton. Uh, he got his car taken out of his garage. He was robbed of Jesus. his car. Um, apparently, just like the other teams in the NFL, they know they could take advantage of the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> Dimitric Felton. Dimitric Felton. Sorry, I didn't yeah. get the name right. But 
Uh, I think he had his car taken out of his garage. I don't know where he lived. Maybe, but um, yeah, I, I, you know, you got to be careful when you go downtown. Shit happened downtown even back in the day when when mm-hmm. I worked down there. I worked in the flats. I worked at Hooters. Yeah, and you know, we had to close obviously late or early in the morning, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking to the car, and I, I remember telling the story. I walked to the car across. The parking lot and I was with one of the Hooters girls and we were walking to my car and there was this guy that was following us. He had a toolbox in his hand. Oh, wow. And she said something nasty to him because she was drunk and whatever and so he started chasing after us. We had to run and then when I got to my car uh, my window had been smashed in. There were needles sticking out of the seats of my car. There wow. were beer cans all over the, the front seat of the car. None of that was my stuff, obviously. Right. And But we had to jump in because this guy was chasing us. Jesus. And uh, nothing good happens downtown at 3 o'clock in the morning. And they can say whatever they want. The city can say whatever they want about the, the downtown being safe, but it's a shithole. No, the city's not safe. No. it's the, I mean, I, the last time I was down there was I went to see... Dave Landau at um, at Hilarities, and right. I think it was December, maybe November, sometime. It's not that long ago, but it was the first time, really, in probably decades, that I absolutely did not feel safe. I just didn't feel safe going back because we were parked. You know the parking garage that's right across the street from um, from the Hard Rock. Yeah. Or not the Hard Rock, the House of Blues. House of Blues. House of Blues. Yeah. We were we were parked right there. And as we were walking into that, there's like a little corridor that you walk in and then you get in the elevator and go up. You know, you, you get in there and, and people followed us in. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, this ain't gonna be good. You know, it's me and me and Kelly, you know. Yeah. You know, and there was like four four dudes, four young dudes. And I was like, Oh my god, this is not good. But it didn't turn into anything, but it could have. Yeah, I don't think it doesn't matter how big you are. You're not big enough to stop a gun. No. And you're not big enough to stop five, six guys from surrounding you and beating the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Just, huh. That's it. Uh, That's it. That's why I know me. That's, you know, that that was one of those times I really felt helpless because I, I carry, you know, just, you know, I, 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 I have guns. I carry, you know. Thank, thank you, Ohio, for making open carry just fine in this state. So I do carry because I, especially downtown, I'm not going down there without without a pistol. Fuck that, yeah. you know. And um, and but that was one of those times you can't take the gun obviously into the comedy club, so I had to leave it in the car. Right. And you know, it was like, oh, if I can just get to my car, I'll be safe. You know, or safer, I guess. I don't know how safe my gun against theirs. We're both dead. <laughs> yeah. I, my wife and I went to the casino downtown, and <clears throat> we needed to get some cash to, to go. And, you know, if you use an ATM at a casino, you might as well just, well, that's half the money that you're going to spend yeah. uh, on service fees alone uh, to use an ATM at a casino. So we decided we're going to use the ATM inside Tower City. <coughs> right. Because uh, there's a bank inside there. Right. And so we went to the bank and went to the uh, ATM. And then as soon as we walked out of the ATM, there were two guys that were standing 
literally outside the bank up against mm-hmm. the, the railing to the mall. And they started following us. Sure. And, you know, I was a little bit nervous. I mean, these guys were big dudes. And yeah. They literally followed us all the way till we got to the entrance to the casino. And thank God there was a, a, like a cop that was standing right outside. And they turned around and walked the other way. They obviously weren't going to the casino. They were watching what we were doing. I don't know why mm-hmm. they didn't try earlier. Maybe there was too many people around us. Sure. Uh, but once they saw the cop and once we got through that door of the casino, they turned around and walked the other way. And so you, you have to have your head on a swivel downtown. And I don't yeah. care what, you know, I'd love to have Mayor Bibb on. Don't ever come on a show like this. Come on, no. Uh, but I'd love to ask him why he thinks it's safe downtown. It's not. And it hasn't been for ages. I mean, honest. Dude, I remember one time I was I was downtown and I went to get money. It was late. It was probably 2 in the morning or whatever. And there was a Huntington Bank that had a, had one of those. It had an ATM, but it was like the two set of doors. There's like a set of doors you walk yeah. in and the ATM was there. And then the other set of doors where if the bank was open, you would go into the bank. Yeah. Well, I went into the, the you know, the, that room, I guess, where the ATM was. And no sooner did I pull out my card than another guy walked in behind me. And I could just tell he was bad. You know, you know, just sometimes, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. and I was like, thankfully I quickly, I punched in the wrong numbers on my, on my ATM card yeah. and it took my card. Oh, you know, it, it nice. yeah. Because if you punch it yeah. in the wrong, yeah. if you punch it in three times wrong, it'll take your card. So it just took my card and I just turned around and go, God damn it. It fucking took my card. And the guy just <laughs> didn't do nothing. And, you know, they, they mailed me the card back two weeks later, but I knew I was going to get robbed if I pulled any money out. So I just punched in the wrong PIN number. And that was just straight instinct, you know. I mean, the guy could have not been dangerous at all, but yeah, you something know, tells me Staying right behind you like that, yeah. yeah. Something tells me was. Yeah, I try not to use – I don't like carrying cash as it is. Yeah, I don't either. I'm just, you know, so – I don't use ATMs unless I really need to use, but I always, I don't care what neighborhood I'm in anymore. Uh, I either sit in my car and do it, but I still keep my head up mm-hmm. looking around to make sure nobody's coming up next to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I did. Again, I've told you, I, I don't go into stores. I don't trust. I mean, how many, how many videos are there of people getting shot up in grocery stores? You know, grocery stores or Walmarts or whatever. Nope. Not me. Just I, much, I want nothing to do with that. Pretty much all big cities are turned to 3 a.m. I agree, but Cleveland ranks 182nd in the country as far as big cities go, which is yeah. dead last, oh, by the way, um, <laughs> in cities to raise a family. And part of that ranking <coughs> is right. because of violence. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're talking about Westlake. I think they're talking about downtown Cleveland. Yeah. And I yeah. think, they, didn't they just announce they're going to be doing some sort of renovations on Mall C or something like that? Oh, good. And I don't care what kind of renovations you do downtown, yeah. unless you hire more police, unless yeah. you get you know, guards all over the place mm-hmm. and people are patrolling and you move some of the element that is bad out of downtown, then you're not going to have a good downtown. Yeah. No. Right? They can put up all the stupid apartment buildings they want to put up. They can put up all the great clubs or restaurants yeah. or whatever they think of fine dining downtown. But until... You get police and somewhere, you know, something safe. You're, you're going to have a, da- a bad downtown. Cleveland 1 and Cleveland 2. That's what Trivoli used to call it. Cleveland 1 is downtown. 
yeah. you know, the outskirts and everything else that, you know, is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Cleveland 1 sucks. <laughs> so true. And I don't care what parks and crap they put in there. It's going to suck until you get the bad element out. Yeah. Well, it's going to be overrun. And I'm not if talking about... Have... I'm not talking about black and white. I'm not talking about race. No. I'm not talking about... It, it's a bad element. It's people that think they can huh. go down there and rob you and take mm-hmm. your car, take your money, take your jewelry, whether you're a Browns player or somebody like us. Yeah. I mean, you got million-dollar guys getting robbed. What are they going to do to us? They're going to rob us, take our car, quick as could be. They'll probably yeah, shoot us. What the us. hell am I going to do? They'll probably take my leg. Yeah. They'll probably <laughs> shoot us dead, too, because they probably like watching the Browns on Sunday, so they <laughs> let them live. They'll probably just kill us. I guarantee you my leg is worth more than what people carry on them. <laughs> probably is. Yeah, it probably is. I don't, I don't know if you should say that out loud. No, probably not. Situational it's worth 50 awareness. bucks. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was worth 50 bucks. You should see the bill I just got today. Oh, no uh, thanks. Situational awareness is important today. Most people don't practice it. No. Yeah. Douchebags are a race of their own. That's Correct. what I'm talking about. Correct. You know, sometimes I get into that argument with my kid, and God bless her, but you know, when I start saying, you know, I don't want to get robbed. I'm not going to this neighborhood because I don't want to get robbed. I'm not going downtown because I don't want to get robbed or beaten mm-hmm. or this or that. She immediately thinks, well, Dad, you're a racist. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about race. I hate to tell people, <laughs> but assholes come in all different colors, man. They sure and do. It's not just one color. It's a whole bunch of them. And well, <laughs> tell your daughter until she's taken a beating like that, she doesn't really get an opinion. Because <laughs> once you once you've had that once you and I and I've had that, I've been I've had the hell beaten out of me before. Once you get once you take a really good beating, you think twice about whatever it was that that led you to get that beating. And if that means going into a certain neighborhood, then so be it. And if that means saying certain things, then so be it. Yeah. I mean, have you ever had? Have you ever been, like, really gotten the shit kicked out of you? Um. Not really, really bad, but like one time I, I did take a few punches to the to face. I was playing football with some friends. Sure. And I uh, grabbed this one kid. He, I didn't know the kid. He just happened to be mm-hmm. there playing with us. It was a pickup game they were playing. And I grabbed the one kid and threw him down on the ground, whatever. His brother came over. His brother happened to be in a gang, I guess. Started flashing signs, this, that. Other right. Thing. And he's like, I'm going to have to beat the shit out of it before I leave. I was like, before and he didn't answer that question he just started beating shit out of me <laughs> and he was a lot bigger dude and so sure. I, you know uh but yeah i mean it's happened yeah i mean once you like i, I always tell and then you story. start forming opinions so. you well you do but but i mean you start i i think i may have told this story on the show maybe not i've told on some show but i got to live in hell beat out of me by the kent police back in 87 because I, I punched a cop in the face. You know, I, I was I was acting. Me and my yeah. friends were acting like idiots. I ain't going to lie. We were. It was nickel beer night at Filthy McNasty's. And we, we drank about $10 worth of beer each. I mean, we just got hammered. And I dared a friend of mine to grab a Santa hat that some guy was wearing as the bar was closing. Yeah. So he kind of ran up, up to the front of the, the club and ran around the corner. Next thing we know, we see him hauling ass at us, holding the Santa hat. And he's like, start the car, start the car, start. And we're like, what the hell's going on? Of course, the guy, he he went, he just punched the guy in the face and took the hat off him. Right. 
And the guy was with his bachelor party. Oh, boy. So, like, 20 guys came. And so we all just got, you know, kind of back to back. And I took a beer bottle that I was drinking, smashed it, and was like, come on, mother, bubble. You know, <laughs> I was like, and I'm, you know, I'm swinging a beer bottle, right? Well, you know, nobody's coming at us because I'm swinging a beer bottle and nobody wants to get cut. And we're trying to edge our way to the car. Well, immediately here comes two cop cars, like into the parking lot. Yeah. Woo, you know, everybody scattered. And at that time, it was like woods behind Filthies. There was like woods. And then there was like a neighborhood on the other side of the woods. So we all scattered. And I took off through the woods. And I'm running through the woods. And some cop tried to jump out and grab me. And without even thinking, I. Boom, I just hit him, and he went down, and I just kept on running. You know, I just kept on running, and I found me a truck, a, a, a pickup truck, and I jumped in the back of the pickup truck and tried to hide out there. But it was winter, so I hid out there for about 30 seconds, and then I was cold, so I was like, uh, let me, um, I'm going to get out, and I'm going to go find a payphone. I'm going to call my dad, have him come and get me. Well, I, I got to walking on the street. And immediately I got three cop cars all at once around me, you know, around me. And they, they handcuffed me, threw me over the the hood of the car and just beat the living shit out of me. I mean, bad. They beat me. They beat me so bad that my eyes were completely swollen shut. And both my eyes were complete. Like I couldn't see at all when I had to go to court and I couldn't straighten my arms because my arms were handcuffed and they beat this part of my arms, they beat them so bad that I couldn't straighten my arms out. So I ended up going to court the next morning. You know how that works. You know, oh, yeah. like you go to court at 9 a.m. And thankfully, my mom was there and she had the sense to tell the judge that I was leaving in three weeks to go to Korea. And the judge let me off with a two year suspend or two years that I wasn't allowed into the city of Kent and I had to pay, I had to pay a dentist bill for a policeman, you know, I guess but, you got off. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was out of the country for two years. It didn't matter. <laughs> you know, leave it. The, the two years was nothing, you know, because I was out of the country for that whole time. And the dental bill was, I don't know, six or $800 or something, which my mom paid. And then I just paid her back, you know? All right. So I, I've been, I teased the story on Facebook today. Gunner's right. Real Gunner. quick. Today you'd be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Especially Probably. Now there'd be video of it, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, I teased the story on Facebook. I don't even know if we should talk about this. Yeah, let's do um, it. If there's kids listening, I apologize. Yeah, this is where you turn off now, kids. <laughs> don't turn off. We need all the hits we can get. Um but if you miss any episode, don't forget to go to uh, cmstv.net, cmsradio.net, and you can check out all the episodes of thesethwilliamshow.com and all kind of different things are going to be happening. So looking forward to all of this. Yes. Um, Odyssey, also. Sign up on Odyssey. Get the extra content. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, as we go forward, there will be more content like this on the Odyssey yes. uh, site. Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E. And you can yep. sign up. It's exclusive content, and it what it costs you a few bucks. Yeah, it's five dollars a month. A month, five dollars a month. And, and I'd imagine get... between me and you, you're going to get fifteen to twenty pieces of content. 
per month. That's yes. exclusive. You're going to get a lot of exclusive content. That's right. It's going to be fun to, to check out. I guarantee it. Yeah. There'll be videos. There'll be all kinds of stuff. So you'll check out Odyssey, five bucks a month, simple stuff. Um, this story was in the New York Post. So this was not something that I made up. Not something that you made up. Nope. We, and, and I think that we are doing a benefit to the viewers. I think so. By talking about this story. It's, in, it's information that they need for their health. For health It reasons. is. It's information for your health. That's I mean, right. If we did a segment on health, this would be in the segment. Uh, because we could save your life. Yeah. Chris needs to swear. I'll get rid. That's flat Earth guy. I do swear a lot. I will say, I, I definitely have a sailor's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, again, New York Post. It's not me reporting. This is actual news, taken off of the internet today. Mm-hmm. And it was like front page kind of stuff, and that I saw, anyways. Um, there is something that can save your life. That I think most people have done. Yeah. Do you think? I, I would say. What do you say. think the percentages are? That have done it versus not? Yeah. I would say, well, are, are we talking adult or are we talking all? Oh, well, let's break it down between categories before I announce what it is. But kids, let's Up hope to we what age? Like 16 to 21. Ninety-nine percent have. Boys or girls? Boys. Boys. Girls less. Um, but not less. But not not as much less as you probably think. Adults, twenty-one and over. Hundred percent. Men. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You think hundred percent of men have done it? Yes. And women less. Ninety-eight percent. Because I I claim to know what it is. Yeah, I, Scott, you're right. <laughs> um, masturbation that's right self-pleasure can save your life a new report has come out by like British scientists I believe it is um, but they have studied this they studied they actually said that it has helped our evolution as a society now my dad's calling what are you doing <laughs> he's like why are you talking about this no, why are you talking about this no he's not no sir so, yeah, it has helped our evolution. Apparently, it helps with prostate cancer. That's right. So if you're a man, I am clear as can be. Um, it, it helps with prostate cancer. It keeps you clean. It helps keep STDs away because it keeps that area of your body clean and flushed out. That's right. It does has all kind of different health benefits, and it has... Helped with our evolution from primates to who we are today. This is according to a new study. That's right. Now, I didn't make this study up. It's just out there, and it was in the New York Post today. So I apologize if anybody's upset about it, but I might even end the show a couple minutes early because I think it's probably good to get, you know. You're going to take a health break. I have to take a health break. (laughs) I quit smoking, so there are certain breaks during the day that I guess I need now. That's right. And it's only to stay healthy for nothing other than to stay healthy. That's funny. Expert panel. Expert panel. 
<laughs> I want to know who studied it. Did yeah. <laughs> I want to know the the breakdown of participants they had in this study, yeah. and why wasn't I asked to be a part of this study? Yeah. I want to know if I can claim Pornhub Pro as um, like a medical expense. Absolutely. It's got to be tax deductible. Yes, I think it should be. I think anything that you, strip clubs are now tax deductible. That should be. Absolutely anything right. That requires, you know, that self pleasure should be tax deductible. That's right. I, I wish I, again, I wish I could have participated. Should businesses offer health breaks? Yes. That's right. They should. From now on, any job that I get going forward that will be part of my contract. Yeah. I, I would like to see a new meaning to the um, to the chair massage that a lot of businesses offer every once in a while. Right. I would like to see that, that the options change a little bit for the that. The liberals in this country want a safe space. That's right. Well, from now on, I want a self-pleasure space. Yeah. I want a space for people like me. I you think know, that this is required by law at this point. I think so. You know who's very healthy? Deshaun well, Watson. Deshaun Watson <laughs> is in the greatest shape of his life. <laughs> that guy's got a that guy's got a prostate the size of a pea. <laughs> He's good to go, man. I'm excited about this upcoming Brown season. He's that's one right. guy that's not gonna get robbed because he's too good a shape. That's right. <laughs> uh, the British scientist is just a wanker. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up Monday, we have Julia Poorman. Julia Poorman, yeah. Uh, singer, songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she'll be entertaining. She'll be fun to uh, talk to. Absolutely. And uh, coming up on the 19th, uh, two weeks from today, yes. we're going to be talking to a mob guy. Scott uh, Nietzsche. Yeah. Make, yeah. Make sure you talk. Uh, check out the website, thesethwilliamshow.com. Get all the episodes, cmstv.net, cmsradio.net. Uh, where can people find you, Chris? They can find me at chrisaken.net for Chris Aiken Presents. And, of course, the classic metal show where if you thought tonight was bad for the swear job, you really would. I'll need a, uh, <laughs> what would I need there? A swear. Oil a, drum. A swear drum, yeah. <laughs> so I say a lot of dirty words there, but um yeah, theclassicmetalshow.com for that show as well. So that's where I'll be. Cool. Squirt on that. Thank you very much. Thank you for that. Um, I guess uh, this says it all. Great show, Seth and Chris. Go be healthy. Thank you. We will. And going to enjoy the next 30 seconds of my life. That's right. Have a great one, and God willing, we'll talk to you on Wednesday or Monday. Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. See ya. See ya.